if I don't know how to love myself, I'll make you take care of me. And and we'll, you know, and I'll, I'll you know, and, and, and plus if you somebody that parental, you know, yeah, I, I lost my mom at six and you look like my mom, you shaped like her and the inner child goes, yep, there she goes. Okay, take care of me. And I, I remember my my dating history. I remember a person just like that. I'm like, I can't. I can't. No, I was attracted to people who were like my mom. My mom was, you know, finger snapping, mm-hmm. you know, loud, boisterous. <laughs> what I needed was not that. What I needed was that quiet little church girl that was in the corner. Mm-hmm. Not, not the personality of my mom. Mm. So if you meet somebody and they say, I feel like I've known you all my life, you should probably run. Every male I know right now is under pressure. Especially in the black community, if, if you ain't a good provider, you ain't nothing. That's you. You will be judged on your ability to provide. You know, sympathies reserved for babies, women, and pets. You ain't, you ain't gonna get no sympathy. You ain't, you ain't got no. Uh, you ain't got. You know, that's the first thing. You, you have to understand something with women. What's up, Bravehearts community? This is Sean Heineman, your premier pre-engagement coach, back with another segment of A Scared to Remarry, wanting you to love fearlessly. I have a special guest with me today. Today's guest has a master's degree in psychology from NC Central University and completed over 140 hours of doctoral training in marriage and family therapy at Virginia Tech. He has conducted several workshops and conferences on relationships and held a panel discussions on marriage and divorce. He has phenomenal content. Uh, went to go check him out on Instagram. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, his main focus is to work on relationships and family coaches and divorce interventions. His status as a relationship expert comes with over 10 years of experience and several publications in the field of marriage and family relationships. Bravehearts community, let's show some love to Lynn. How are you doing this afternoon, sir? I thank you. I am well. I am well. It is that time of year where cuffing season, everybody's indoors now, so... It's about to heat up a little bit. <laughs> For sure. Who better than to have you on the show as we are discussing our marriage is harder to maintain in 2024. What better topic to kick off at the beginning of the year than this topic here? Okay, let's jump into this because I want to make sure I respect your time. Our marriage is harder to maintain in 2024. And if so, Why? Yes. Technology. <laughs> mm. okay. Ever since sex got easier, love got harder to find. Mm. So with with all of this, you know, availability, you know, with, with the internet and technology and, and websites and dating and convenience and all kinds of little fetishes out there i mean you can really it's it's a little more harder to maintain than in 1990 you know when the internet was just being born you didn't have all these options but now there are options on options on options Mm -hmm. so it's a little it's a little more trickier but you know i would say a good chunk the, the the heavy lifting of that able to maintain 
you know, it's marriage harder to maintain. You have to pick well. Mm. That's that's the you know, and and the problem with picking well is if you haven't resolved all of your stuff. The theory says we pick, we are attracted to people who remind us of the parent that gave us the hardest time. That's the theory. So, and every time I try to run away from that theory, it just snatches me right back. <laughs> so you got to pick well out the gate. Once you pick well out the gate, then then you you it's it's, it's a little easier to maintain. But you got a lot of distractions now. So. Yes, yes. And I've heard that theory before. I think uh, author Pia Melody, I think, if you know who she is. Pia, I'm familiar with Pia Melody. She, she, I I got it from the Tavistock group uh, out of London. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of, uh, this is way back in the day. This is, you know, Pia got it from, from them. Oh, so okay. uh, Tavistock group. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, when I heard that, I was like, Oh, that's scary. Cause I was like, okay, am I doing that? <laughs> oh, my my. When I look at my exes, cookie cutters of my mama. Cookie height, weight, glasses, hair, body shape, you name it. My inner child. If your inner child doing your picking, they're gonna pick someone who they can finish childhood with. That part. We're going to save that for Instagram real because that's going to preach. <laughs> that's yeah. a bar right there. Because I wanted to talk to you about social media and how much that has actually influenced uh, the dating scene. But you came out the gate swinging. So you're right. Uh, real quick, I was at the gas station the other day and I was actually overwhelmed because we talk about social media and so many different options. And it's the wild, wild west with social media. Wild west. I was at the gas station. I got my gas. Well, I went in the store and I'm about to get my gas. And there's two lines. Now I'm thinking the other line. I'm thinking my old school self. The second line is maybe the lottery line, right? Oh, yeah. no. it was a checkout line for food. So they had the bar. You can scan the barcode there. It's like you can go grocery shopping in the gas station. And I was just overwhelmed because I'm like all the options that we have from the screens at the gas station, giving us information on these little screens. Now we can shop in the grocery store. I mean, in the gas station. And I was overwhelmed. I'm like, wow. So I only can imagine with with the dating scene. Well, everybody wants it fast. You know, we want to we want to get there fast. You know, I want to thumb through and 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 you know swipe right and you know and you know men go by what they see. So this this the the internet works well, but women <laughs> go by what they hear. Mm. Doesn't always work out. I mean, men have a I think men have a better success rate than the women on the internet. Well, first there are more women than men. So and and then when you start to narrow stuff down, well, I want them to have all this teeth. I want them to have a degree. I want them to make money. I want them to, you know, have be six figures. You know, your slice of the pie just gets really, really super narrow with all the add-ons. <laughs> yes, yes, because you start getting into height and all those other different things. Oh, yeah, you know all that, and, and like you say, the pie chart gets smaller and smaller. Uh, I was reading a book on that. I think it's called the science of of marriage or relationships from uh 
Oh, I can't think of his name. But anyway, I read something similar to that. I said, man, that's that can be scary when that, you know, it starts slicing the pie and you having a smaller percentage of people to choose from. Uh, but people want the whole pie. They want the whole pie, but they they never address. You, you got to address. <laughs> you got to address stuff on the inside. Because if your inner child is doing your picking, then there's some stuff that you need to reconcile first. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the that's the part that no one's looking at because. We, we're running on autopilot, you know, who I'm attracted to, you know, what I grew up with, what I was a witness to. If I didn't grow up with my father in the house, for instance, then half of me is missing. Mm. It affects the boy child a little differently than the girl child, but it, it affects them devastatingly. It's going to show up in the, in a, it's going to show up in a love relationship. That part of me is missing. So, if it's a girl child and her father wasn't in her life, then how can she relate to this man? She'd never seen a man love her mama. Tricky. So what do you get your information from? Internet, TV, family, friends, and you try to cobble together something of what you think should be a good mate, but it's it's kind of based in you know, something that's external instead of I grew up seeing it, grew up seeing my mom, love my dad, my dad loved my mom. That is the prototype. But we're looking at what less than maybe 10 to maybe 15 percent of black kids from zero to 18 are, are seeing mom and dad mm -hmm. grow up, you know, grow up with mom and dad in the house. Mm -hmm. It's tricky. Very. I bury. And that's a that's a topic. That's a show within itself right there. <laughs> this is going to be a little controversial, but it's it's worth asking, especially in today's uh, uh, culture. What are your thoughts on open marriages and side chicks? Now, before we go any further, the reason I ask this question is because I'm starting to see a trend of where there's a lot of uh, people that's actually okay with it mm -hmm. and it, it's it's acceptable uh, so what are your thoughts on that well open marriages technically you know well if you're if we if we look at our our roots you know there was there was a chief and he had many you know yeah many women Okay. Um, how does that translate? See, but that's a different culture. And, and, and so may, maybe this is some cultural regression back to what we what we are familiar with. And, and, and that way, you know, this this guy had to be well off. He had to have land. He had to have animals. He, you know, what would it call dowry? You know, I, I, I give you 18 cows for the for your for your daughter, you know. So, um, and and maybe the open marriages is a is a regression, but it's a regression with with no you don't have any data on that. Mm -hmm. You may have some DNA predisposition, but you you've never really pulled the trigger on that. So mm -hmm. I, I get a, I I've had a few clients who uh, were in open marriages, and it's like. I think for for men, 
a, a man knows when he's in love. Mm -hmm. You when you when you meet that one woman that's like, you know what? I'm willing to straighten up, fly right. I'm gonna do right. You know, there's that one that woman whose energy kind of just is your yin to you, the yang, right? Mm -hmm. Just just make sure you're not picking <laughs> your mom. <laughs> and uh, you know that that fit. And you know, I, once you're in the the prerequisite to that is, I, and I ask this to all my clients. How do you love yourself? Right. If I don't know how to love myself, I'll make you take care of me. And and we'll, you know, and I'll, I'll you know, and, and, and plus if you're somebody that in, in, in parental, you know, yeah, I, I lost my mom at six and you look like my mom, you shaped like her and the inner child goes, yep, there she goes. Okay, take care of me. Mm. Hey, you a grown you a grown man you you ain't supposed to I ain't supposed to take care of mm -mm. that's why I picked you and so you get these parallel escalations at in in terms of expectation and 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 everybody gets mad so the the open marriage is an attempt to you know get what I need externally and then come back into the relationship so so if if my wife doesn't do fellatio right <laughs> i can go over here and and get that get that need met and i can come back into the relationship but that means you picked wrong mm -hmm. the, 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 all, all the open marriage side chicks it, it it says that you didn't your, your selection wasn't what you needed mm. and the the key is not to pick somebody who's opposite of you the key is to pick somebody who is like you those are the marriages that last. Eight, eight, let's, let's call it 80-20. 80% we can finish each other's sentences. 20% of the time I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're going to do. <laughs> I, I, I can live with that, but that opposite to track thing, you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so can we, can we talk about that a, li a little more? Because we hear that a lot, right? We hear the, the opposites attract opposed to find someone that's like you because the 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 idea is if you pick somebody that's like you you're going to get bored with this person quick because they are like you so that's not what <laughs> data says okay yeah I break wrote, it down i wrote an article on the happiest people and in the interview it, it, the guy said the reason we lasted 70 years is because we're so much alike. We like the same things. We, we, we cook the same things. We, we, we eat the same things. We, we, we have the same level of education. We got the same income amounts. I mean, here's where, you know, people who are right here in the middle, right? Well, we, we match up pretty well. Now, people who date up and people who date down, if I date down, I'm going to be a butt. Mm -hmm. If I date up, I'm going to be a saint. Here's where you, you have more choices in the middle instead of being on the edges. Right? So here's where you want to be. Right in here. Mm -hmm. little, little bitty variations of swing. Like 80% of the time, we're right here. Mm -hmm. Right? 
but but if we here and I'm 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 dating up, you know, I'm, I'm dating a woman out of my league. I'm gonna be perfect. You ain't gonna see it. You gonna think I'm you know. But if she's dating down, then she's probably gonna have a wandering eye looking for somebody who's gonna be here. Mm-hmm. And, and vice versa. And that's good. And so because I'm all off my notes now, you got, you got to saying good stuff. And I just lost track of my notes because you're saying things and I'm like, I got questions. <laughs> so you're saying in the middle. So is that middle more of uh, maybe more of your core values as far as the alignment goes? Are you saying like kind of that? Personality. Okay. So, uh, I, and I, I love Myers-Briggs for uh, personality because it's going to tell me, you know, it's, 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 it's fairly, if, if, you, if you're truthful with Myers-Briggs, it'll, it'll pretty much get you somewhere in the ballpark. And they've gotten it broken down into 16 personalities. Mm-hmm. And I, I've studied uh, all, all 16 of them. They are, they represent a, a nice range and, you, it's, it's the first thing I, I do with couples. I'm like, well, let's see where you are. And I'll do the X and the Y axis with all the 16 personalities and the color comes up red. That's going to be a problem. And, and it tells you why it's going to be a problem. Or I'll get green. Green is good. Blue is optimal. You're, you're in, in Myers-Briggs world. If your personality match is blue, y'all should get out you should get along out the gate. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Personality. That, yeah. That's and then is is that available for people like to take a, a test or a quiz online? Yeah. yeah. Mine's free. It's free. Uh, uh, 16personalities.com is where you can take it. It's a free, free uh assessment and not a test. It's an assessment. <laughs> <laughs> Capital Nebraska is a test. So, um, and and you see, you know, you see where you're at personality-wise, because personalities have got to mesh. So my my personality type, I'm an INFJ. I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. My girl is an introvert. Mm-hmm. We can curl up on the couch. We, we ain't go nowhere for New Year's. We were right there on the couch watching <laughs> watching movies and TVs. Cool. Now, yeah. but if you got somebody who, oh, let's go out, let's go out, and you're like, ah, oh, I want to stay in, like, mm. mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. it's a good, you know, my my opposite is ENFJ, so that's someone whose feeling and sensitivities like mine, but they're a little more extroverted. Those can work, okay. but you know, I, I've seen my opposite. Um, what is my opposite? It's an extrovert. My opposite is an extrovert, and I'm like, yeah. And I, I remember my my dating history. I remember a person just like that. I'm like, I can't. I can't. You know, I was attracted to people who were like my mom. My mom was, you know, finger snapping, mm-hmm. you know, loud <laughs> oysters. What I needed was not that. What I needed was that quiet little church girl that was in the corner. Mm-hmm. Not not the personality of my mom. Mm. So if you meet somebody and they say, I feel like I've known you all my life. You should probably run. It's your mama. <laughs> <laughs> that part. 
Oh, that is too funny. I'll have that linked up in the uh, in the description. I mean, in the description below, as far as taking that test, because I think it'll be interesting for people who's watching this or listening sure. to take that test. What are some economic issues that's causing stress on marriages? Uh, are people overspending? Like, help us out. Well, every male I know right now is under pressure, especially in the black community. If, if you ain't a good provider, you ain't nothing. That's you. You will be judged on your ability to provide. You know, sympathies reserved for babies, women and pets. You, you ain't gonna get no sympathy. You ain't, you ain't got no job. You ain't got, you know, that's the first thing you, you have to understand something with women. It'll be security, provider, love. That's about third. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you provide? Can you make me feel safe? It, it now love's important, but it's not number. Well, for most women, it's not number one on the list. Because if you, you know, they always say, you know, when, when, uh, when guys ask you about your girl, the first thing they say, well, how she look? Mm -hmm. Women ask each other about their guy. It's what does he do? Is he a good provider? Oh, he works in Saks Fifth Avenue, you know, stockbroker, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So his potential to provide and security is right up there. They're not asking about love. They're asking about what can you do? Love comes later on. Mm -hmm. Men is different. Men, it's either peace, respect, then love. Love's third. Mm -hmm. It's not all everybody's trying to match up with love. I know for me, peace. Bring me peace. You know, I come home, dinner's cooked, clothes are washed. You know, I ain't got to do nothing but just decompress from the day and debrief. She's my safe space. Peace. Mm -hmm. That yeah. part. I got to Yeah, I'm a fan of peace. I love, I love my peace. <laughs> <laughs> Can't put a price on it, man. You know what's interesting as I hear you speak about when women talk about what does he do for a living, right? And even men, we do that with each other. We could talk to each other in line at Costco or Sam's Club. And, hey, man, what do you do? You even don't even know him. But I was thinking with women, it's interesting how that would be prioritized over, like, I would I would assume, this is just me, and I'm talking as a man, like, girl, what is his character like? Does he have integrity, girl? That's That's like... <laughs> that, that's out of here. That's way on down the line. <laughs> important, but it's, it's on important. down the line, right? Yeah. So she'll she'll make adjustments around. You know, okay, well he's got a good job. Okay, check. He ain't got no kids. Check. Okay, so these are things that are going to impact her security, right? You got a bunch of baby moms and a bunch of kids. You're not going to be able to provide. So pro provision provider is second. Once those criteria have been met, then you, you know, then you make the adjustments on on the love. I mean, it's kind of, you know, I and there's no right way or wrong way to do it. But I, I, I think for couples that I I like to match, uh, I, I use a 
I have another personality assessment that measures 24 traits, which is a lot more extensive, but it's, you know, you can, once you superimpose those traits onto each other, if they're like this, probably not going to be a good match. But if it's like this, or 80% of my hand is covering that 20% that's out there, mm -hmm. that's, that's going to have a good shot. What's the background? How'd you grow up? Did you grow up with mom and dad? Did you see a man love your mama? Did you see a man love your dad? I mean, did you see a, a, a woman love your dad? So yeah. if you don't see all that stuff, then you got to kind of create it and come up with it and look around. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's almost kind of like you kind of like create this little Frankenstein, right? Like if you haven't seen it, you kind of like put this little, you know, or like Mr. Potato Head, you kind of put on. <laughs> and then that's that. Yeah. And that's geared towards, you know, my, uh, older generation because you know you can ask younger people mr potato head who was mr potato head <laughs> you gonna find out <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't i ain't get into this for that i ain't know all of that was gonna be in here Ew. and the other the other variable then this is probably the one of the biggest variables is when you meet me for the first time you're meeting my representative you're not meeting me Right. You're not going to meet me. If I showed you who I was up front, you wouldn't have nothing to do with me. Ouch. So I'm going to hide that from you. So the, the term love bomb, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with, with this woman and I pick up the check. I, I hold the door open. I, I get her coat. I walk her to, you know. All, all, and and women are going, oh, wow, this is so good. This is so great. When you get all those love hormones coming down, dopamine, oxytocin, vasopressin, epinephrine, <laughs> you don't think straight. You can't. Yeah. Mother Nature wants babies. Mm. That's why. And that's a great time when, when your Macy salesperson is, is there. Yep. That part. Mm. Are changing gender roles influencing dynamics within marriages? Changing gender roles. <sighs> See, you, you, we, this could go on for two hours. <laughs> um, so we talk about nature versus nurture. <laughs> what that I? What's the prototype for me growing up? So uh, again, with children, more is caught than taught. Mm -hmm. So if I if I grew up in a traditional home and I see traditional gender roles, my dad cuts the grass and takes out the garbage, you know, you may do a little bit of housework, right? Or I see my mom cook all the time, clean, wash clothes. Those are traditional gender roles. Mm -hmm. So with, you know, women who are now way more educated, way more money, way more, bring more things to the table. So women wanted equality. So, okay, boom, you, you, you got it. And with that equality came some consequences. So patriarchy kind of went out the window. So you want, you, you want equality, the more equal you got, the, the less patriarchy became. You want a guy to hold the door open for you. You want a guy to, you know, you want the man to pay the mortgage and, and, and the insurance and all the big bills. Well, now that you're bringing the same amount of, you know, to the table, 
now everything's starting to even out. So uh, since we doing the even out thing, then you take out the garbage. <laughs> and then you got women who take out the garbage. You have women who who will cut the grass. Yeah. Uh, uh, I forgot the percentage of women who are going into marriages who can't cook. Right? You you were chasing that dollar and and you got through school and you got that good job and you you making this money and 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 now now you're ready to but there were some some things along the way that you know you didn't pick up. So mm -hmm. you go into a marriage now, you know. And, and the new school is different than the old school, right? Yeah. So so millennials have a very different conceptualization of relationships, you know, especially if you grew up watching 80 hours a month of television programming. Yeah. That part. Yeah. I... <laughs> so gender roles are changing because they it's it's adaptive. We we don't have traditional patriarchy, you know. We don't have traditional matriarchy. It's it's kind of like what we need to be in this relationship. So sometimes the roles change in order to accommodate the time that we're in, the zeitgeist that this you know it's more more of it's taking place now. But back in the day, when me and you were coming through, you know, it's like you you had to court this girl. You were the one who was doing the chasing. You were the one who was doing, the, you know, asking her father, can I take her to the dance or asking for that hand in marriage? And if you go back even further to the 40s, shotgun, you got the girl pregnant. You you either get shot, <laughs> you get married. There was no government interfering in our lives. We handled it. So that thing that Martin Luther King fought for, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, introduced women to have, white women were getting um, welfare during World War One, World War II. Mm -hmm. So they had all plethora of benefits. Black women didn't get those benefits. So that's part of what the, the fight was for. You know, we want those benefits, but as soon as those benefits were introduced into the black community, there was no need for the man. So mm -hmm. that's a whole nother show. Yeah, whole <laughs> another show. I'm going to bring you back because it's it's so much stuff we got to talk about. I want to jump into this uh, bonus round real quick. So uh, there's no right or wrong answers. We just going to make it happen. Yeah. What is the biggest mistake you see husbands make in marriages? The biggest mistake that husbands make in marriages. They don't know how to love themselves. If I'm relying on my wife to make me happy, there's going to be an issue. She can't make me happy. I have to make me happy. If I can't make me happy, there's no way in hell you can make me happy. I think that's a huge mistake. Thinking that I'm going to, again, if, you, if your inner child did your picking, you know, this, this, this person in front of me is kind of mother-like. And and I didn't get all the mothering I needed. So, and I never learned how to love myself because it was never modeled in my house. I don't know what that looks like. So, you know, I, I have this expectation. What men need is reflection. What a man falls in love with is the reflection of himself in her eyes. So when that reflection comes back to me that all parts of me are okay, 
then it functions. Women need adoration. He needs to adore her. And again, if you don't grow up being adored, you know, I've had I've heard some women say, you know, I, I thought he was gay, you know, because he, he he's always holding the door before me and he's always and then when I look into her background, her dad split when you know she was three years old. She was never adored. So here's a guy who grew up with mom and dad. He saw dad adore mom. So he wants to do that for his, you know, for the woman he picked, and she doesn't know how to receive it. Mm -hmm. Or or perceives it as, as as being soft. Uh what do they what do they call them now? Uh oh yeah, beta male. Beta males and yeah, simps. Yeah. yeah. I've been called a simp for, for loving one woman, but it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a new one out, Sigma male. So uh oh my god. So it got alpha, beta, and sigma. So crazy. I can't keep up with them all. I can't keep up with all of it too. <laughs> yeah. From seeing yeah. From seeing your parents' relationship, what did it teach you about marriage? What I didn't want. Personally, oh my it's probably why I do what I do. My my parents used to fight like cats and dogs. Mm -hmm. And I used to take my little 35-pound body. Here are these two giants, mm -hmm. right? If you put it in perspective, mm -hmm. uh, these two giants are fighting. If they don't get along, I'm going to die. Okay, as a child, children don't have the mental capacity in, in, in the intellect. I, I got to keep these people together. So, so as and if you got enough brothers and sisters, here's where your personality roles start to come out. One's a superstar, one's a comedian. One kid will be a highly religious. Uh, one kid will be a caretaker. One kid will carry the the anger. One kid will be a scapegoat. All of these roles try to keep these two people together. So if mommy cheats on dad, then one of these kids becomes highly religious. I know what this family needs. This family needs some religion, and I'm going to bring it in here. Just like that. You hear these pastors say, I got my call to the ministry at a young age. If you ever ask them why, he'll tell you. Yeah, did mom cheat on dad? Did dad cheat on mom? Where do you get that from? The, the children accommodate what the parents need. Parents need somebody to bring some decency into this house. Well, I'm the superstar. Basketball, football, honor roll, dean's list, chess club. <laughs> I bring honor into this house. That was my job. So, oh, Man, this is... People, people should pay for this this we we should put this on a patreon or something people need to pay for this episode because this <laughs> this is good oh this is so good okay so what's harder for you to say is it i apologize i need help i love you i was wrong i need help why because i i in general I was raised to be independent and strong. And so I have a hard time asking people to help me because I've always had to do it myself. So if I don't have any track record of, you know, getting somebody to help me, most men in general, I, I, I have a hard time asking for what I need because I didn't get my needs met when I was a kid. Okay. At some point after age five, it's going to become hardwired. Once it's hardwired, it's, it's you talking about undoing 
uh, a lot of me do it myself. I'll have a hard time asking somebody to help me. I, I, I don't know what that's like. Can't do it. And I want and I can't get out of my head to get some help to find out why that's not going to work in this relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that yeah, I struggle with that as well. Last question. Is it easier to love yourself or someone else? You have to love yourself first and foremost. And the the scaffolding of loving yourself is your ability to say no, mm. your ability to establish a boundary, your ability to put yourself first. And I've added the ability to keep a promise to yourself. My word to myself, I'm I'm gonna lose 20 pounds this year, or you know, and, and I say it and I don't do it. I'm gonna exercise more. I say it and I don't do it. After a while, I get hardwired I, of saying stuff. That I don't keep a word to myself. If I don't keep a word to myself, I can't keep a word to you. You, mm -hmm. that's huge. So keeping keeping promises to yourself is what I've added on to uh, that that basic structure. You know, I know a lot of a lot of folks have a hard time saying no. Yeah, that was so good. You said because when you think about it, the things that you said, you said set boundaries, say no, keeping promises yourself. to yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. All these things, those three things alone is countercultural. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so so what is society teaching us? You know? Oh, be individualism. Be rugged, be tough, don't need anybody. And if you look at 10,000 commercials that say that between zero and 18, you know, and I watch a lot of TV, then I learn that I have to do it myself and I can't rely on anybody. Women do it, men do it too. I, I've got both, both genders who have a hard time letting someone help them. How can you teach it to your kids? You can't pour from an empty vessel. I can't teach that to my kids if I don't have it. Mm -hmm. That part. Ah, oh, man. Lynn, this has been a phenomenal episode. I have to bring you back. Yeah. Uh, I, I, first of all, I just want to acknowledge you for the work that you do out here and helping save lives because content like this, I mean, people need it. Shoot, I need it. You yeah, know. yeah. So I want to acknowledge you for that. So just to continue to do what you do and impact lives. So um, one of the very reasons I had to have you on the show today. So thank you. My pleasure. I, I I try to, I do a lot of psychoeducation along with coaching and all the other things that I do. I just kind of make it a little more comprehensive. I, I want you to understand why you need to to do this why you need to love yourself mm -hmm. yeah yeah well let, let everyone know how they can get in touch with you relationship coach pro relationship coach dot pro is the website and you'll you'll see how to contact me and you'll see all the different things that i offer i specialize in two-hour sessions 
I, I, I said once I got out of grad school, I said I will never do the clinical hours, only 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. And you can be just as frustrated going in as you are coming out. That's that's not going to work. So mm -hmm. uh, I specialize in two hours. And, and if you're going to get deep with somebody, you're not going to cover them in in two hours, you know, in 50 minutes. You know, no, we got to talk about the cheating. We got to talk about the kids and we've got to talk about job and, you know, and I've done two hour sessions. I've done three hour sessions. I've done four hour sessions. Right. Yeah. Uh, these people come by the, my, the way my program is set up. You only see me twice a month. You don't have to come every week. That That's not really feasible for most folks. So. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad that you do that. I, uh, are you familiar with Lewis house? Mm -hmm. uh, School of greatness. Um, I listen to his podcast, very, very popular uh, lifestyle coach or whatever. He says when he goes to, when he goes to therapy, he goes for four to five hour increments. Wow. Not just the, you know, the regular 50. And and I, I was wondering, I was like five hours. It makes sense now. I, I've, I've gone five hours in a session because it, if you go up the, the branch of the tree, it, the branch has little tributaries and then you oh wow I never thought about this I, I never thought about it. and now that makes sense because this these things connect the, the further we go the more connections we make because I'm trying to tell you how the past is impacting how you're acting right now and that requires uh, some in-depth uh, knowledge so. yeah that's true because even our our last marriage therapist because uh, we have our individual therapist and then we have our marriage therapist who we see together and our sessions were like two hours. Oh, yeah, you have to. And see, but, you know, the AAMFT, American Association of Marriage and Family Therapists, is 99.9% .9 white girls. And they don't want to hear your stuff um, beyond 50 minutes. <laughs> and let alone me, and, I, and I, I've been in, you know, when I was working in the clinic, you know, you got back to back to back to back to back to back to back. You'd have seen 12, you know, well, not 12. You'd have seen six people back to back. What do you have for this person mm. coming in here? Mm. You, 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 you've you, spent all of, you know, you didn't spend everything. Here you go. Okay, come on in. What's, what's, what's your, you know, no. I don't, I don't do that to myself. So in between my sets, mm. I, 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 can, I can chill. I can grab something to eat. I can look at TV, catch up, you know. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Yeah, that is so good. Brave Arts community, you heard it here. Make sure you connect with Lynn. I'm going to have his information uh, in the description below. If you are listening to this via podcast, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure that you leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you by doing so. As you know, it puts you in a drawing for a free Amazon gift card. If you are watching this via YouTube, Make sure you subscribe as well and share this video with a friend. You never know what someone is going through. It's great content like this that can help impact lives. Thanks again for your time, Lynn. This is Sean Heineman. I am out. Hey, thanks again for watching another segment of A Scary to Remarry. I have so much more amazing content and some phenomenal guests as well. People who've been through a divorce, people who remarried people who desire to marry so much great content so make sure that you hit one of these videos it's somewhere around here but anyway 
Go watch another video.